Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, July 31st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of the show. We are here until 6 o'clock. How about heard that? You got to start there. How about heard that? Getting the win yesterday over Bayheim's Army 8871, earning its first ever TBT semifinal spot. Good game yesterday. I don't know if you get a chance to listen to it. I did both. I listened to it, and, of course, I had it up on the stream, trying to sync it up a little bit because radio was ahead. So I was trying to sync it up just as much as I could, but finally I just had it on and I was listening to the radio in the background. But Beheim's Army looked good. They, they had that lead, 38-33, and I didn't think that would hold. And so what does Heard That do? Comes out, dominates the second half, outscoring Beheim's Army 34-13 in that third. At one point, there was a 17-0 run. And you hang on to the lead. And maybe hang on's not right word to say. You just win the game. Rob Gray looked good. We should call him Rob Green. Rob looked good. Elmore was knocking three-pointers down at the right time. Tavion Kinsey starting to come alive in this thing. And Bayheim's Army, with a TBT veteran and a former Marshall player, DeAndre Kane, going down to defeat. So heard that back in action facing the Heartfire team in the TBT semifinals. That's going to be in Philadelphia Wednesday, August 2nd. 7 p.m. And that's going to be, I believe, on ESPN. So that was fun to keep an eye on. How excited are you for this, really? Are you getting into it the more and more you watch it? As far as heard that's concerned, the way this team's been playing, have you really gotten into it? Or is this a something that, okay, that's great. There's some Marshall guys on this team. They they wear the Marshall colors. That's cool. That's great. Did you think about yeah, you know, I might watch this a little bit. Or are you are you really on board with this now? Are you all in with Heard That? There was a good crowd on Sunday. Some Heard fans made the trek to Wheeling. If this thing was in Charleston and Marshall was playing in the game yesterday, I think there would have been a bigger crowd. This thing would have been in Huntington. I think there would have been a lot of Heard fans. A lot of Heard fans would have showed up for this thing. I don't think Wheeling's the right place. Now, I know the dates weren't available in Charleston, so the dates are set. You can't do anything about that. And so it's got to go to Wheeling, and I get that. It would have done better, I think, in Charleston. Who knows if the outcome would have been different, but it would have done definitely better in Charleston. i like to see this thing rotate a little bit, if possible. Maybe have this here in Huntington. You know, with her that winning the West Virginia region, maybe – Heard that gets to host. Now, of course, the the flip side to all of this is you got to win, or are you showing up for teams you've never heard of? Are you showing up 
say Zoo Crew was playing for the championship, are you showing up for this thing? That's sort of the, the rub here. And the bracket was pretty well laid out. You were trying to draw some of those Pitt fans. You had West Virginia heard that set up so you could possibly get a rematch. You had Zoo Crew so you could possibly get a match between West Virginia alumni and Pitt alumni. So it was set up all right, and I think we'll see that again. Whatever the seating may be, heard that West Virginia probably going to meet in that second round. I don't think anything else is ever going to happen if the two are going to meet. They'll do it in the second round. So great tournament so far. I've been having fun with it. Absolutely been having fun with it. So, what do you think? Have you been having fun with it? The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Is this going to be a great, I don't want to say jumping off point for Tavion Kinsey, but you think this is going to give him some momentum as he tries to work his way onto the Utah Jazz roster? Is this one of those opportunities where his stock is going to rise? Now, he's still going to have to go out there and perform, obviously. But with a solid performance in the TBT, and if he can continue that, might improve his stock a little bit. And what about John Elmore? I know a lot of people were saying, league this man. He still has it. He's still playing quality basketball. Is it NBA quality? I don't know. He was hitting some daggers there. Could this be maybe a stepping stone finally for a couple of other players on this roster? And, of course, Tavion being the guy closest to an NBA roster right now, could this be the stepping stone? And could you see DeAndre Kane on this team next year? He actually said it, that if he wasn't playing for Bayheim's Army, he'd be playing for her that. He was committed to Bayheim's Army. So could you imagine... DeAndre Kane on Heard That's roster next year? Could you see that? That would make that team even more formidable. And I think they're a really good team right now. It's been good basketball. The basketball year to year is getting better and better. And I know some of you are thinking, oh, it's just a TBT. And you might be a best Virginia fan at this point right now. I don't know. You might be the one saying, oh, it's just a TBT. It doesn't mean anything. But it does. It's something that really fills the time in these last few weeks before we really get into the thing that we like to talk about most, games. Games. Absolutely. That's what I want to talk about. Games. Upcoming games, games that just happened, recycle. Upcoming game, game that just happened. That's what I want to get into more than anything. And so we're getting closer to that. But this has been fun, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. And hopefully, heard that, gets two more wins, wins the tournament. That would be something really cool. I like to see that for those guys, especially some of those guys, James Kelly, of course, Odd Elmore, who has been the heart and soul of heard that in so many ways. And, of course, John has been a tremendous leader on and off the court as well. The Elmores have put together a really nice team I think they're doing it right it's fun and it gives us something a little bit more exciting to talk about on a yearly basis and you know what I think a lot of people were getting into it or finding out that they are really getting into it and the Elam ending I had someone tell me today I really like the Elam ending yeah me too go figure 
You get to a certain point, then you throw that target number up and just let go. So if it's an ugly blowout, we can get it over quickly. If it's a close game, you're not fouling. Every basket counts because the clock is stopped and you're trying to hit that target score. Definitely, I would use that in overtime rules. Okay, Elam ending, target score. Here's the overtime. And, of course, since it's tied, first team to get to eight wins. It would eliminate some fouling for sure. I don't think college basketball is going to go to it. I don't know if the NBA is going to go to it. But I really like the Elam ending. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the team with the lead is going to win. We've seen teams come back and hit the target score. And you know what? I've seen her that do that at least once. It's a fun way to watch basketball. I've been into it a lot. So hopefully heard that wins the next couple of games, and then, you know, we can get the Elmores back on and, and have something to really get us into uh, the rest of the sports season for us. When we continue, we're going to get your text in. First of all, we're going to get your text in. We'll do that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I've got a couple of interviews I want to get to as well. I was recently at the memorial celebration for Jim Birmingham, former captain of the Huntington Blizzard. And one of the guys that I caught up with, I really wanted to play because he says so much. And that's Trent Eigner. He was a defenseman for the Blizzard back in the day. And we, he was the last interview I conducted. And let me tell you, we went a while. So we're going to have it in two segments. And I think it's really something you should listen to. So we'll have that when we continue, but we'll make time for your text. Don't forget, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the July 31st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I recently was at a get-together with several former Huntington Blizzard players to remember the legacy and just celebrate a good guy, Jim Birmingham, who passed away a few months ago. And so this is the first time that a lot of these guys have been together in the same place for for maybe uh, 10, 15, 20 years. They, they all stayed in touch, but to, just to be together... It had been a long time, and to be back in Huntington the same time also was something that hadn't happened in a while. And one of the guys that I really had a chance to just get into a conversation with was a former defenseman for the Huntington Blizzard, Trent Agner. And it's in two parts. Trent goes over a lot of things, and if you're a fan of Jim Birmingham, it's going to be interesting to you if you are – Someone just wants to get an outsider's perspective on life or what Huntington's all about. It's a good listen. So here's part one of my conversation with Trent Agner. And as I've set these up, 
just to kind of break the ice, because these guys haven't seen me in forever. Some of them remember me. Some of them had to go back a little bit. You know, I started to get them talking about, you know, who they were, what their position was, trying to break the ice a little bit. And that's where we begin with this conversation. Trent, last name Eigner. I was a defenseman. You're a good defenseman, too. I appreciate that. At least somebody thinks so. Coming back to Huntington after all these years, what was the first thing that hit you? You know, I think that the reason we were coming back was caused to be, you know, very reflective and, and, and somewhat emotional about the whole situation. Um, but if from from the minute that, you know, Dan Fornell and I rolled into town, um, you know, we just kind of caught ourselves looking around and, and trying to get our bearings and take it all in. But at the same time, uh, I know both of us were, you know, just juggling memories uh, one after another. And I think that's kind of been, as more guys got into town and the more conversations we've had, kind of been, you know, a theme for the weekend is, uh, you know, this is a non-traditional hockey market by a mile. And, you know, I don't think there's a guy that you've talked to or that came through the franchise or played here that grew up thinking they would play professional hockey in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, so I think that reconnecting with eight to 10 guys that you played with in a spot where you never thought you would coexist uh, has been, you know, for a bunch of lug nut guys that had a bunch of fun together. Um, it's kind of forced us all to reflect on, you know, our time here and the experiences that we had. And, you know, like I said, along with the fact that, you know, we're celebrating and at the same time mourning a loss of a, a great teammate and a great friend. Um, it's I, I know it's a it's a weekend and it's time that we'll never forget. Why is it important that it's here in Huntington? Jim Birmingham's been everywhere. And so for this moment to take place in Huntington, what's the significance? Well, without fail, this this is this is Jim Birmingham's favorite spot. Uh, arguably as crazy as it is to say or might sound it, it was his favorite spot to exist as a human being he I mean did he love playing hockey here yes but he loved playing hockey in a lot of different places from the time he laced him up as a kid the fact of the matter is that for whatever reason which neither you or I would ever be able to explain this is where he was happiest. This is where he was happiest waking up. This is happiest playing hockey. It was his happiest having drinks and fun with his teammates. And, and so there was there was never a doubt that that which is if you think about it, odd. It, it was never his his birthplace and where he grew up was was never in the, the the conversations or the text threads about where to celebrate his life. It was Huntington, West Virginia. Now that you've gotten together with a lot of these guys, what are some of the memories that maybe have come up of Jimmy? 
you know, I will tell you this. Like, no, I, I don't. I, I can't speak for the rest of the guys that have sat down with you, but I can tell you, you the, an attempt to narrow down experiences of fun and and laughter and uh, just a, a sheer enjoyment of life with a guy like Jim Birmingham, it's a, it's an impossible task. You'll never do it. Um, so more for for all of us it's it's just the admission that that you know in a social setting in in a, in a locker room and in and around the game of hockey you know he was in essence the son we all revolved around and the no one that I know or that I played with um, that ran in a circle of friends with Burmy would would ever question that 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 he was the epicenter of 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 life. He was the driver of fun experiences both on and off the ice, um, and he was bar none the most passionate of us all about playing this game with the key word being playing it, it he he he'd have played for a dollar he'd have played for a thousand dollars he'd have played for 10 million but he would have always played the game as if he were a kid is there anything about jimmy that maybe is unique to you that you're willing to share well I've got this question from a couple other people, and even my wife and I spoke about this before I left Minnesota. It is, um, I I honestly believe a person as as authentic as Jimmy and as big-hearted as Jimmy um, would 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 not shy away from the reason we're here, and would not shy away from the struggles that he had, and. You know, so for me, um, I, I would say if there's something, it's not so much unique. It, it's to me, it's it's a validation of of the realities of life. Is that he was not afraid to discuss his struggles, the demons that that he was battling in life. Um, the, the the challenges in in transitioning from hockey to quote unquote the real world um, you know so those things to me were an important part of of our relationship and the ability to you know trim the fat and get right down to the realities of hey here's where I am in life right now these are the things that I'm struggling with and as kind of raw as it may sound, um, the ability to accept the fact that if 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 certain things didn't change, then the realities of life were gonna were gonna impress themselves on the situation, um, and unfortunately they did, and and so I I, I will never trade you know that authenticity for the fluff of a good relationship that you know has fuzzy bears dancing in the clouds and has everything great because 
that wasn't the reality of, of, of Jim's life, and rarely is it the reality of anyone's life. And so I appreciate uh, to the nth degree the idea that, that, you know, we could wade into some dark and deep real life conversations um, that probably weren't fun for either of us. But that's what that's what gives that is the essence of a meaningful relationship um, for me. And so when I look at what was unique about our relationship, it, it, it is that. And it's a rare thing to find that, you know, at 53 years old to find in any relationship. It's easy to say hi and bye and tell people that life's good and your kids are good and everything's fine. Um, when in reality, that's not usually the case. And so I'm grateful um, that that he found a, enough trust and faith in me to tell me when things weren't great. And at the same time, um, I could share with him honestly where my life was at and the chaos that exists in raising six kids and and how everything wasn't a game-winning goal and a celebration. So um, it's nothing specific to hockey, but it certainly has more to do with, uh, with the authentic authenticity of a relationship that I appreciate. That's part one of my conversation with Trent Eigner, former defenseman for the Huntington Blizzard. I've got part two coming up, and then we'll get your text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive coming up, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396. Get this, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, look, I didn't get you your text, okay? Okay, ease up, ease up. First text was, new nickname for John, the Dagger. Second text was, come on, Paul, you can't say John the Dagger Elmore or he put the nail in their coffin, Paul? Politically correct. No, I just hadn't got your text yet. Come on now, ease up, ease up. He was launching daggers yesterday. John the Dagger Elmore. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Unlike some other shows, I will go back and forth with you on the text line. Again, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Let's continue my conversation with one of the former Huntington Blizzard greats, Trent Eigner. Conversation I had with him at a recent event to honor a former Blizzard captain in Jim Birmingham who passed away earlier this year. And Trent was among a host of players that came back to Huntington, some for the first time in a long time, to honor Jim. There was a a get-together, sort of a celebration of life, and Trent really opened up to me. I looked at the watch at one point when we were close to done and thought, wow, I can't believe we have gone this long. So here's part two of our conversation with Trent Eigner, former Huntington Blizzard defenseman, honoring Jim Birmingham earlier 
this month in Huntington. And there were a lot of positive things about Huntington Blizzard Hockey. We're here to celebrate Jim's life. So there's a lot to celebrate. And there's a lot to celebrate about this time in history when this collection of people came together to play hockey in Huntington, West Virginia. And you look at where some of these people have gone now, yourself included, there's been a lot of positives, a lot of success stories. And maybe it took root in Huntington, maybe it's because of Huntington, but you look at some of the names that come through Huntington and where they're at now, yourself included, there's a, there's a long line of success here, including what Jimmy was able to do post-Huntington. For sure. And Derek Schooley and I were... were we were just kind of going down the list of guys that have continued to coach or scout or stay in the game and continue to advance their careers in the game in different ways um, that were, you know, at one time or another, you know, playing in Huntington, West Virginia, which you have to understand if you're from Minnesota, the idea that you're going to play hockey in Huntington, West Virginia, meaningful hockey in front of fans that are, vigilant and passionate and care and want to learn the game um, that's that's a that's a crazy story that never gets told it just doesn't exist and you know so I, I just I find so much gratitude in being part of of the early years of a franchise where you know, a group of people were willing to support something so non-traditional um, and support it in a way that made every player feel like, A, how the hell did I get here? And B, why the hell are these people so nice to me? Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very cool. There has been a, a ton of guys that have continued to advance their career um, I'm fortunate that I used to lace up my skates with uh, Jared Bednar and, you know, a year and a half ago I was drinking out of the Stanley Cup in his backyard. But where was, where did that relationship originate? In Huntington, West Virginia. And so, um, you know, I've told people many times is that I've learned in life that I, I want to try and spend my time and my resources on experiences versus things because they have meaning and they have memories that come with them versus the car that I owned or the boat that I owned. Um, and this is a place that, that you know, I'll never forget. And, and, and so the success that's been fostered out of here, whether it's Ray Edwards or Kelly Harper, um, continuing to scout and coach or, or Derek Schooley, I'm not surprised because we we all shared this passion for the game and ended up in a very unique spot um, in this country. And, you know, as much as the fans uh, enjoyed the hockey, I would think that if you, you ask some of these guys, um, you know, what they enjoyed about their time here is I had no understanding of the rich history and the, the sweat and work that would go into 
a town like this, a, a mining community, uh, you know, a, a, just a, a, a threaded, deep, fabric community of families and generations of, of blue-collar people that built this great community, it, it, you know, Dan Fornell and I, as we drove through, yeah, I said to him, I said, look around. I said, like, where do you think the, the, the phrase, what goes on in them, their hills, like, what goes on around here, you know? And and so I, I, I'm a guy that, that, that appreciates history. And so, you know, to look around at the, at the architecture and the homes and to play golf on a golf course, we're eight feet away from the tee box. There's a, a headstone that says 1823 or 1850. I'm like, what the? I mean, it's such rich history. Um, and if you've lived in the community, I'm sure that, you know, you can celebrate times when it was really good and, and you can appreciate times when it's been lean and bad. But, you know, there was a snippet of time in my life where, you know, for two to three hours on a Friday or Saturday night, these same people that 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 call this place home and and know its history came to an ice arena to celebrate something that I do in Minnesota. And and I wanted to you know share my appreciation back in, in learning and understanding like how did these people end up here in these them their hills doing this and you know so much so much good and so much enrich enrichment has has come to my life through my time here in Huntington as you as you start to leave as this group of, of men these people start going back to your, your your daily lives what do you take away from from these moments here celebrating Jimmy coming back celebrating with with guys you probably haven't seen in a long time um, Again, here's the one of the things that I guess I'm I I'm grateful for in my life is the ability to get out of my own way and a willingness to learn from other people, um, and so when 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 an occasion like this happens, and I I, I said this earlier, um, you for sure are are which we all need to be. You're for sure reminded, you know of the precious nature of life um, and specific to coming to Huntington um, and seeing old faces and people who made this franchise what it is um, people who volunteered their time and and actually loved it loved it more than the job that paid them um, that I think speaks volumes about why people at the end of the day, are, are paramount. Are paramount in all the things we do, um, because if you follow the breadcrumbs back through anything, you're going to find either a group of people that are passionate about something. You know, it's it's never a computer that created the event. It's never AI that started the deal. It's a group of humans that believe that hockey could happen in Huntington, West Virginia, and. I'm back here now celebrating a teammate, but at the same time, getting to interact with a group of people that are why this happened.
That is a really in-depth look at everything surrounding hockey in Huntington from the point of view of Trent Eigner, of course, Jim Birmingham, the reason why these guys came back. Wanted to share that with you today. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got more coming up. That includes your text when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our phone line is still open. We do that with your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I want to welcome you back to today's edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's, it's Monday. It's going to be fun here in the next few days because we've got a presser tomorrow to drop in on. Coach Huff speaking to the media. And, of course, the fan day is going to be on the 5th. So that's an opportunity for you to go meet some of your new favorite herd players, some of your old favorite herd players. And they're doing sort of a fan event with more of the teams this year. So opportunity to see more than just football. So if you're a herd fan and you want to go maybe meet some of the different teams, some of the different sports are going to be represented there. So it should be a fun one that's coming up on the 5th. But the big thing here is that Coach Huff is giving a presser tomorrow so we can start looking forward to actual football being played. We're getting to that point now. No more and let's look at the portal. No more. It's, it's I like what Coach Huff says. I'm going to steal that from him just briefly. Talking season. Now, of course, talking is important here. But in this context, talking season is over. It's time to get ready for games now. And so that's sort of where we're at. I'm still more of the, all right, it's game week. That's the mode I want to be in. I want to be in that mind frame, not – Leading up to game week, I want to be in game week mode. So that's where I'm most happy. We're there. Coach Huff will have his comments tomorrow here on the show. And just a reminder, load management's coming up. I got to get some time off or I'm going to lose it. So I got to take next week off. So I will be back with you the following week just in time for the real rush to get everything going but this will be the final week at least for this week uh, we'll have some folks step in next week just to keep you company but just want to point that out to you and the uh, reason I'm pointing that out to you is because well uh, we're also upgrading our podcasting I want to tell you that right now so if there is a momentary delay in you getting the podcast now you know you can always go to our website and get it directly. We post the embed code there so you can listen to it through Apple Podcasts. But wherever you're getting your podcast, you should still be getting. And if not, let me know. We'll make sure that's taken care of. But I did want to pass it along. We're kind of upgrading some things. And we're excited. Really looking forward to it here. 
I mean, next few weeks we got high school football coming back. We've got college football coming back. We got a lot of things that are happening and coming back, and I'm excited for it. And I hope you are as well. We still have a few minutes. Our text line's still open: three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six. 8255. Baseball action yesterday. The Pirates beat the Phillies 6 to 4. The Bucks are off today and open up a brief home series with Detroit tomorrow night 7:05. Reds beat the Dodgers 9-0, taking 2 out of 3 from the Dodgers in LA and are back in first place in the National League Central. Cincinnati opening up a road series with the Cubs. That's in Chicago. That's coming up tonight at 8.05. And Cleveland beat the White Sox 5 to nothing. And the Guardians are off today. They play Houston tomorrow. They're in Houston. Keeping up with the Dirty Birds, Southern Maryland 2, Charleston 1. Today is an off day for the Birds. They open up a series in Lancaster tomorrow night. And I don't know if you're going to stay up for this one. I'm not. Women's World Cup, USA versus Portugal. Tomorrow morning, 3 a.m. That's the final group game for both teams. Are you getting up at 3 a.m.? No, I'm not. If it was like 5 or 6, I'd do it. Like 5 a.m., all right, I'll do it. I'll get up for that. I've stayed up late, but that's the wrong time. 3 a.m.? Not doing that at all. And finally, Bengals news. The Bengals have signed quarterback Reed Sinet. Joe Burrow's calf injury prompting that. Sinet played for San Antonio in the XFL this spring. Joe Burrow is going to be missing several weeks while he recovers from a strained right calf. So uh, Sinet is expected to be behind Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning on the team's depth chart. I'm not concerned at all. I'm absolutely not concerned at all. It's all going to be fine. I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Nothing's going to be wrong. The Bengals are going to do well. The Bengals are going to do great. Catch Bengals football all season long right here. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Tomorrow, we'll get more in-depth with Marshall football and... Charles Huff. We'll hear from some of the coordinators as well. So all that's coming up tomorrow. And, of course, we're getting closer to the start of football season, not only for high school, but for the pros and for college. So I'm excited. Talking season, as Coach likes to call it, is over. It is over. Texter writes in asking me, what happened to composing the Herd's nemesis team? Oh, it's still happening. It's still happening. It's coming up soon. We need to do that. Thanks for reminding me that, but it's still happening. Ben Roethlisberger is the nemesis all-time quarterback as far as I'm concerned. Not because of success. I just didn't like him, so I'm putting him on the list. But, yeah, we need to do that, the all-nemesis team. i gotta get a, I got to get a wide array of, of voices in on this, though. I know there will be some differing points of view. I might have to have some names submitted. We'll do that. That's coming up soon. So think about it. All nemesis team. All thundering herd nemesis team. I'm sure there will be a lot of Furman players on that list. You know what? 
With that said, we're out of time. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast by going on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Just do a search for The Drive with Paul Swan or just search Kindred Digital Podcast and you'll find us there. That's going to do it. Back with you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night, everyone. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.